When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and find Quest Protein Bars 60 grams, any two, for just $7. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Wednesday the 13th of October. It's just after 6 o'clock here on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be talking to Bears, our skipper, the later on in the show. Looking forward to chatting with the old mate this morning. Just after 7 o'clock, we're going to cross over, and he's been kind enough to stay up a wee bit late. Hopefully not too late for, for me old mate, but um, he's going to stay up and get on the phone line and start chatting to us from the UAE, talking to IPL just after 7 o'clock this morning. So Bears is back. Stay tuned. Be good to catch up with the old skip. Well, the All-Whites are playing at the moment. They're playing Bahrain. It's halftime, and it's nil all. It's nil all. Bit of contest on here. They've had a few opportunities in that first half. We've been up pretty early, so we've been watching the first half of that match. And uh, we'll be um, talking about it throughout the morning as well. We'll bring you all the updates. And, well, just after 7.30 in the morning, we'll be talking All-Whites football, and we'll be debriefing, debriefing that game, the Bahrain Football game with David Choate. He is a former player and he's a commentator as well. So we'll be talking to David Choate, reviewing, previewing, reviewing that game and talking about it, just breaking it down. So looking forward to chatting to David Choate. And then, well, just after 8 o'clock, Kiwi Golf Fans. Kiwi Golf Fans. Here's the na- hear the names. They always hear the names. Co, Fox, Lee, etc., etc. Not much is spoken about a guy, Steve Alka. That's until lately. Some would say a journeyman that's plotted his way around the main major tours for years, turned 50 and joined the PGA Senior Championship, and he's doing extremely well on the big tour. He's making some cash to boot, and he's setting himself up. So looking forward to chatting to Steve Alka just after 8 o'clock. Just talk about his changes. I read something last night. He was, he was facing all the young guys on the major tours. He's gone to the senior tour, and he... He doesn't hit it too far, but on the senior tour, he's actually one of the biggest hitters on the on the tour at the moment. So, looking forward to chatting to Steve Alka just after eight o'clock. He's doing extremely well on that very very lucrative uh, lucrative PGA Seniors Tour. Awesome, awesome. And well, eight forty-ish. Someone last week spoke about East Coast Rugby Team, the Heartland Championship, and we love talking about Heartland Championship. On the show, the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. It's a very, very integral part of our pathway for our young rugby players around the country. And well, today we're going to talk to East Coast 
head coach, Jose Aguirre. Jose Aguirre joins the show this morning to talk about East Coast. They are currently on a 53-game losing streak. Not ideal for the East Coast there, but they have a chance. They have been tracking really, really well in the last couple of games. They've been pushing some big teams right to the end. Just not quite getting over the, uh, over the line at the end of the game. But this week, I feel, might be the week. Touch wood. Might be the week. Facing baller. Facing baller. And they might get over the line. But anyway, we're going to talk to Jose again. Just about the changes and how he's enjoying the role and get back home to the mighty East There we go, there we go. So, uh, great show for you this morning. And like I always say, throughout the morning, we'll be covering all, majoring, all, all the majoring sporting topics and we'd love to hear from you. So, text us on double eight double three or phone us on the Canards Higher phone line 0800 150 and we'll get those for you. But before then... We'll cross over to the studio in Auckland where I can see the lovely Trudy wearing a beautiful red dress and Louie's wearing a nice pink hoodie and the crew in the background, well, they've scrubbed up okay. They've just rolled out a bit in the in the background there, but that's okay. Good morning, team. Hey, morning. hey, hey Izzy. Izzy, mate, good to hear from you. Well, it sounds like you've um, the, the pool house has taken an absolute battering overnight, mate, <laughs> and there's a bit of, so apologies, we've just got a little bit of an internet glitch, so um, we'll just try and do... It's very rappy, it's quite cool, it's like, a little bit It's like you're remixing yourself live time in the pool house, so... Is that? Yeah, just add some music, it'll be fine. So we'll try and do as much heavy lifting as possible and just use you sparingly until we figure that one out but it's um it's cool to have some live sport on this one as you've been watching the all whites Bahrain game i've got mm. it on there as well and up here it's the all whites it's been what two years since i've even really played or been on a tour and played a game and um curacao obviously they've played and got a win their job done and they've been dominating Bahrain at the start of this game and it made me think back to uh that fateful well not fateful that great day in 2009 at Westpac Stadium when um, Rory Fallon headed that corner from Leo Bertos, Pasty, Mark Paston with the penalty save, and we were going to South Africa, going to the World Cup, and that was quite an incredible, quite an incredible scene, really, of, I don't think, I wasn't there, but I'd never seen a Kiwi sporting crowd so up and about and so, well, crazy excited about a result. I don't, do you remember that, Izzy? Do you, where were you? Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. That's Wellington, the Wellington Stadium, the Cape Town. That's, you know, it's amazing when you see the football fans, eh? how passionate they are about the game of football. And it just really showcases, um, just really showcases what, you know, how passionate they are about their team. And that was the 2009 when they played Bahrain and you spoke about that header. And then that was the World Cup qualifier, getting to the World Cup and actually seeing the success from that when they went over to, I think it was um, South Africa. They played in South Africa in 2010. Yep. And uh, they went extremely well. Mate, they were the only they unbeaten team. The whole tournament. I think they went nil all. The biggest yeah. success of that tournament was nil all against Italy. Um, so, yeah, no, nah, that was a huge, huge success. And they're playing now. They've had a few chances in that first half. There's a few opportunities to score some goals. They're uh, down the Bahrain uh, end at the moment. They've got a wee free kick, corner kick. They hopefully get in, but, but we'll keep touching, uh, updating that throughout the morning. 
Yeah, good. And it sounds like as we've been reminiscing about that that time of two thousand nine, you're you've, the glitch is uh, gone. Well, you you you've stopped rapping slightly, <laughs> so um, we're not going to hold our breath. But it sounds like we might Just have. Don't move as he stay there. Stay yeah. in that. See that little angle you got there with your keep, foot up on. The, keep, don't move. Keep your tin foil exactly <laughs> where it is, mate. Um, yeah. Hey, how exciting is it going to be to catch up with Jose Gear later on in the show? He is. Well, a memorable rugby player for steamrolling people and just pace. I mean, of course, being a Crusaders fan, uh, Rico Gear was the the original gear for me, and you know he was just sensational. And Jose was, I don't know, would you call him a bit of a late bloomer on the international scene? Probably, eh? Um, like he wasn't a late bloomer. I just think he was around the time when we had some the amazing wingers going around. You know, there was uh, Joe. Kotoko, uh, you had CJ Plan, you had just you had some good talent. And uh, Jose, when he got his opportunities, he he battled a few injuries too, I reckon, throughout his career. So he never really got his his um, his game going, and never got. I think when he went to the, definitely went to the Highlanders. That's when his career went through the roof, and he started getting opportunities. Jamie Joseph took him down there, gave him good game time, and then we saw probably the best of Jose, and, and obviously at the Canes as well. Um, I'm looking forward to chin to Jose. I've got a lot of time for him. I've got a lot of respect for him, mate. I'll tell you the story. I'm wearing an East Coast hat at the moment. Um, so when Mum passed away uh, was was the day that they played for the Ramford Shield in, in Hawke's Bay, and they took on the Magpies. So Mum passed away just on right on kickoff anyway. The next day, he, he found out. He found out, and he rang me up, and I was like, oh, hey, bro. And he's like, oh, hey, you home? And I said, oh, yep, yep, we're home, man. He brought the whole East Coast team around. So the whole East Coast team come over to my house, they dropped over five uh, bits of crayfish. They bought a bit of koha. And, um, you know, that, I'll never forget that moment. And, he, and my dad, he walked out and um, got we got to meet the team. And they were so respectful, man. They're just sub, such lovely people. And so I've got my East Coast hat on at the moment. I'm wearing an East Coast full tie. And that's one of the players that gave me their hat. And, um, yes, I'll never forget that. That's and beautiful. They popped over with the whole team and, and paid their respects. That's so cool. That is very cool. And um, wow, there you go. That kind of is a testament to the man he is. So later on the show, just about yeah. 20 to 9, we'll, in the last hour of the show, we'll catch up with Jose. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll have to retell that story, is he? Because I want people to hear that. That's an amazing. That's <laughs> Sorry to get this other on the early in the morning. No, but no. that is cool. lovely. It's a great story, and yeah, it, it cl- awesome. it's an it's something that you wouldn't forget. So, mm. what we're gonna do is we're gonna take we're gonna head off a little bit early today, and we're gonna fiddle around with your tinfoil in your pool house <laughs> and turn it off, turn so, it on again. It's still breaking up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna sort it out, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk all things all whites, and we're also gonna talk about. Neil Barnsy Barnes. Yeah, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even think about it. Um, We're going to talk about Neil Barnes and some ruckus about promotion relegation in the NPC. Who's your NPC side? Are you going to be caught up in this? um, Are you a Taranaki fan? Or are you a Manawatu fan? And are you a little bit peeved off like Neil Barnes is about this lack of promotion relegation in the NPC? Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 Eight eleven would love to hear from you, especially if Izzy's going to sound like a robot for the rest of the show. I'm going to need <laughs> a lot of you out there. It is 13 and a half minutes past six o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Back shortly. 
It is 18 minutes past six o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And, uh, well, we're just dealing with a couple of issues on our end. So Izzy's just taking a little pit stop while we're just yep, tweaking his tinfoil. And we're going to be back, hopefully, with Izzy shortly. In the meantime, though, don't worry. I've got very exciting things to talk about and uh, uh, something that I really want your input on. And that's the NPC promotion relegation decision to be scrapped by New Zealand rugby. Um, this I didn't expect this to actually blow up the way it did yesterday. Neil Barnes is the head coach of Taranaki, and he's a man who says what he thinks, and I really respect that about him. I really like Neil Barnes. I think he's a very smart rugby man, and I also think he stands up for what he believes in. But he has come out and teed off being an understatement on um, New Zealand Rugby's decision to scrap promotion relegation in this year's NPC, he's actually labelled the decision spineless. Which, when you think about it, is quite a strong word considering I don't really know what the alternatives were here for Steve Lancaster and New Zealand Rugby. 0800 you would have seen this story by now. I need your help here. I really need your help to wade through this. Dino, if you're out there, you'll have thoughts on this. Where are the passionate New Zealand rugby, provincial rugby people? I'm going to need you, while Izzy's away just tweaking his tin form, I'm going to need you to give me a call here and help me out and talk me through this one. He's labelled the decision Neil Barnes spineless. NZR confirmed yesterday that the, the MPC draw for the rest of the season and while they've completely culled, obviously, Auckland County's Monaco and... Um, uh, North Harbour from it. But among those changes was removing promotion and relegation from the Premiership and the Championship divisions, which would naturally mean that the team who wins the Championship can't go up. Now, Taranaki, they are flying. They are playing very well. And um, and Barnes was spewing. Wherever he was quoted yesterday, he was very unhappy talking about the fact that his Taranaki side is unbeaten. Um, you know, they've been working a, a long time to get here, and he questioned what was fear about it, and what does the word fear even mean in this context? Maybe insinuated that the big clubs and the big unions in the Premiership didn't want to, like this was a bit of puppeteering, a little bit of posturing, and, and they didn't want to be heading down and is there a squeaky door that gets louder and louder and that's the way the cookie crumbles I don't know about that like as I say I like Neil Barnes I think we need people like him to speak their minds especially when you're passionate about something but what were the alternatives here I guess that's my question so are you telling me Neil that the best thing to do and I'm not an Auckland fan by any measure but they will be sitting at the bottom of the Premiership table. Inevitably, they will finish last in the Premiership. So what now? Do they just, because they couldn't play because of a COVID situation, Taranaki say win the Championship, they go up and Auckland just goes down because they couldn't play? Or do you then have to make it so it's the next team above Auckland in the Premiership that goes down? But the thing is, the schedules were dramatically changed. Everybody's having to deal with the same thing here. The uncertainty across the board is, well, extremely punishing for these teams, all these unions trying to work out what's going on. I think the natural and the common sense decision was to just say, hey, we're just going to put promotion relegation on hold for the year and we're going to come back next year when we hopefully can have a clean run of it and not worry. 
Anyway, that's my opinion on it. I, I, I think Izzy's got a great thought. We were talking off here before the show, and, and he made the point, well, isn't this just the fatal flaw of a promotion, uh, sorry, a premiership championship setup? What happened to just having everybody in there, especially when you have teams down in the championship like Taranaki and Hawks, uh, previously Hawks Bay and uh, Manawa 2 that can beat all of these premiership sides on their day, which I think is the beauty of the NPC, isn't it? Any team can beat the other team in the right situation. I think that's the beauty of it for me anyway. So, yeah, do we need the premiership? Do we need the championship? The promotion relegation aspect of it, I guess, can be a little bit confusing, but it is fun. It does add a dynamic. I feel like we constantly say, oh, how good would it be for a you know, G League side, for example, to head up into the NBA? Um, we always kind of lord the, the promotion relegation and the Premier League. It adds another dynamic at the end of the season. So I do understand the appeal of it, but I just think this year the common sense approach was to leave it. And um, by no means am I an Auckland apologist or a defender. I, quite frankly, the place can be quite grim. You walk outside and there's puddles everywhere, Trudy, and it's. It, but <laughs> in this instance, I got to stick up for them because if and if it's not them, then it would have been the team above them, and then it just gets messy. It's not a clean cut um, solution here. So oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven or double eight double three. Was Neil Barnes fair dinkum? Was he fair fair play for having a crack at NZR? Spineless, really? It's a big word to use, eh? Spineless. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's just say oh, I really like it that he's speaking up and standing up for Taranaki. I actually think rugby in general and New Zealand sport but especially rugby could use a bit more of this. It's a good, it's great. Like I like what he's doing, but I really don't, I can't say I agree because I just don't know what the solution was. I don't know what the alternative was. Anyway, that's my thoughts. 0800 150 811. I would love to hear from you. I might need to hear from you depending on how Izzy's tinfoil is going. So give me a call or double eight double three. Would love to hear from you. Trudy, in the meantime, just about, yeah, um, as he mentioned at the start of the show, um, obviously we're on a camera broadcasting into his little studio in Christchurch and we're, he, we're broadcasting to him. He, we can see him and his little purple and pink cast. And he talked about your pink sweatshirt this morning, which is re- really remarkable. What does um, boys get paid stand for? I've always, because you've worn that a couple of times since we started SCNZ over the last couple of months, and I've always wondered what it means. Boys uh, get paid. What does that mean? It's, it's, it doesn't really mean anything. It's a group of people. It's community. It's a started off as a back in the day as a um, we're just a punters club. Really, we well, it's a community. So it's a face. It's a Facebook page where we got twenty thousand people. That wow. Is it to do with racing? Tip, tip winners. Oh, very yep. cool. So just and it's just so you can um, just follow it on Facebook. Back in the day, in the month or two, that was the. Boys, they used to just say, boys get paid. Boys that get was, paid because you've got the face mask, you've got the sweatshirt, yeah, you've got yeah. the cap. So it's very like a cheeky thing to do. And, oh. You know, to have the matching face mask, oh, cap. Merch. And just merch. People love merch. merch. Yeah. Hashtag, people hashtag love merch. People... It's pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I'm jealous. <laughs> no. Oh, thank you. Well, I think we can get you one, Trudy. We'll Thanks. work on that. Boys get paid. Do they, maybe the, yeah, girls get paid. Pros. No. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, you're one, of the, yeah, one yeah. of the boys. Aren't you, Trudy? <laughs> totally. One of the bros. <laughs> one of the bros. <laughs> it's 26 minutes past six. Richie's come through. I would have no problems with my team, Wellington, being relegated if they finish bottom of the playing teams, they probably need to be relegated to the Heartland Championship <laughs> the way they have played at times, Richie. Yeah, okay, of the playing teams. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that really does, I guess. Um, how do you work that out? What are the ramifications? Does it become overcomplicated? 
it's a little bit interesting. It's a little bit interesting as far as the dynamics. And I don't know exactly what he, the, the options were for NZR. I know that they thought that maybe that was their only, well, the, the most strategic and the most kind of um, logical way forward. I think it's the common sense thing. Just write it off for the year. Mm. Neil Barnes said that, it means he's bitterly disappointed, not for us, but for every team in the championship. We're playing a season for nothing. I don't think that's true because you're still going to win the championship. And the reality is, Neil, you're in the championship for a reason. So that you, that is that is you are there because you have been ended up there from how your team's results have gone. I'm just saying, like you, you kind of you're still playing for something. It, it just yeah. because there's no promotion on the cards. But I, I hear you, Richie, and that does make sense. And you're right. Wellington have been terrible, and then they somehow, as always, pull it out right at the end, or they don't. Um, that's quite classic. Although they bet, bet Canterbury on Friday night, so I probably have to be careful how much grief I want to give here. Um, what do you about support- the sponsor, the sponsor Bunnings? I mean, this is the first year they've sponsored it, isn't it? The Bunnings MPC, and they've yeah, know. right. Yep. It's obviously not getting the talkability that they would have sort of thought. And well, probably getting more. You reckon? Probably. Like, like, I mean, it's not necessarily great. Fifteen percent more. Well, it's it, the the yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, the competition has <laughs> been stretched out over a longer period of time. That what what Neil did say was that um, I also heard him say that the the this didn't happen to the Farah Palmer Cup. So the Manawatu Cyclones still won the championship and they got promotion. But the thing was, the teams that were cut out from. Gee whiz, there was a bicycle kick attempt there from Bahrain. That really caught my eye. Still nil all, 66 minutes through. Um, the the teams that were impacted from Auckland in the Fata Palmer Cup, that it wouldn't have, there was, it was only one game, A, to finish in the season, and it just wouldn't have been an impact. I mean, this competition, the NPC was only two weeks in, I think. I just think the, the logical, with the amount of disruption, the logical decision was to say no to... Uh, promotion, relegation, move on and come back another day. Got a text here, morning I team. I like this one because he's on my page, this guy. And this guy's on my page, it's just texting. Do you mean omen betting? No, it's what he's having, having for dinner. That's what I had last night. I know we shouldn't be chatting dinner, but that's he's put it in the text. Morning morning team, butter chicken for dinner tonight Yay! and bet in the last race at Caulfield. I think butter chicken's the name of the horse. No, oh, I thought he was saying he's having butter chicken for dinner. <laughs> Is that the name of the well, horse? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I think we prob- should do some omen punting and put $10 each way on it then. Well, let me have That's a look. how much it cost me for my butter chicken takeaway last night. So after the, after the news, Trudes, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do a bit of a love racing update. And um, bang on, Talking there's r- really good racing at Caulfield today. Let's see what butter chicken in the last is paying. Oh, it's not in there. Have I been? Du- have you? Have you tricked us? But it's, oh no, there it is. Ten dollars and three dollars. Jordan Childs does the writing. It's bit look. It's a better horse than its last two results have been. I tell you that. I'm backing it. A little bit of a and wide draw. I don't draw. even bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken's come through. They need to relegate last side without three Auckland sides. So Lancaster saved. Canterbury most likely. It's a disgrace, Ken. Ken, where are you from? Ken, where are you from? Harwater? Um... Taradale, uh, whereabouts are you from in the New Plymouth region? No, but that's a very, you know, look, that's your opinion. They need to be relegated. Last side without Auckland, three sides. So Can- Lancaster has saved Canterbury most likely. Disgrace. And look, I, I do think that there's probably a little bit of that coming from Neil Barnes. Who's being protected here? Or who's being looked after? But really, I think that might be a little bit too cynical. And as I say, um, Neil is a, he's a great, he's a great guy. Um, and he's got, well, he's got, 
He's got a lot of backers here because he has spoken his mind and we really respect that about Neil, but I just think he might be being a tad cynical. Anyway, that's my take. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Richie. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Would love to hear from you on this. In the meantime, it's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz Izzy for breakfast. It is 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock and there's neither Baz or Izzy. <laughs> but that's all right. We're going to get Izzy back very shortly. Uh, he's had a he's had a gusty old night down there in the 03. If you are around the Ahoka region, which is where I grew up actually, which always kind of cracks me up around North Canterbury, um, Rangiora High School product. Yep, shout out. RHS, goon. Let us know. How bad was the weather overnight, or is Izzy just, is just gone back to bed? I'd be very curious and disappointed if that was the case. And the All-Whites have missed yet another chance on goal. It is in the 72nd minute now, and it's still nil all, and I dare say they should be up. Anyway, it's time for a loveracing.nz update, but before then, just want to check we got our guy. Izzy, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to bed, mate. I'm back to bed. How are you? <laughs> True or false, you are actually in bed doing the show, the show now. I'm back, mate. I'm back. Sorry about that. She's very, very windy here. If you're in Christchurch, you understand. It's, mate, she's a bit of a hurricane outside at the moment. So technology is just not coping. But lucky we've got this wee service here anywhere radio. So I can do it from my phone, mate. That is professional. That is out the gate, isn't it? How good? Yeah, very, very good, mate. And I've um look, I've I've teed off. I've told Neil Barnes. I think he's being a little bit dramatic in the in the meantime while I was trying to fin- fill fifteen minutes. And we got some good texts here that we can get to, but we'll have to get your opinion on it as well. Right now, we'll just do a Love Racing NZ update because today, mate. Well, we are racing at the Cambridge Synthetic, and when you race at the Cambridge Synthetic. It means you don't you don't have to go and look for track conditions because well we know that the Cambridge Synthetic is the perfect track and it just does its job so it's um it's a great day there they've got eight races some nice fields lots of maiden fields there we again as there always is in these midweek meets you'll be able to find a couple of horses and follow throughout the rest of the spring there's a couple I don't mind but I just want to do a little bit more. Um, I'll service on just just really check and make sure I'm not tipping out something that's going to run down the track, which has been done previously. So I will go and do a little bit more due diligence on that. But Izzy, I guess the the race of the day today, and this is quite rare, but this is why we love spring. Caulfield, the thousand mm-hmm. guineas, the Group One thousand guineas is on today at Caulfield. So we've got midweek oh. Group One racing over there. How good's that? Oh, how good, mate. Lucky I got an absolute hiding last night, so I'll have to top it up again. But that's okay. That's okay. It's windy. It's raining here, and I'm just going to light the fire, and I'm going to sit there and watch a bit of TV, watch a movie, and I'll watch those Caulfield kidneys. Mate, who's running in that? Any any goodies? Yep. Yes, there is a goodie, mate, as you would say, mm. in the Thousand Guineas. You remember our friend Zuzarella? Oh, yeah, Zuzza, yeah. Yeah, 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 Zuzza. So there's, there's a horse, Zuzarella here, Zuzza. Um, Cambridge stud owned and bred, of course. Uh, the Zoostar filly. Um, she's she's a nice little type, and she's 
won twice, then ran a lovely second from back against the track pattern at Sandown last start. The Friedman stable have got her prime. She's got a good barrier. The, the challenger is a horse called Hinged, Chris Waller, 1-1-1, one, 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 a failure, then a second, and her last start was very strong, very strong. So okay. she's at about $4. You've got Zuzarella about $4.60, and then you've got Heresy and a couple of other chances in the market, Barb Raider as well. Who, who are you thinking, mate? Who are you thinking? You like Hingey? Oh, look. I think I think hinged if hinged runs to her last start, she's going to be really hard to beat. But for me, Zuzarella has shown enough from being able to win off the speed. She looks like she has a bit of a freakish turn of foot, and she's the Kiwi in the race, mate. You got to yeah. back. She's wearing the Probabil and Carmelas colours. You got to back uh, the Cambridge Stud colours at the moment. I'm on, mate. I'm on. I'm on. I'm with you. I'm with you, mate. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, uh, we'll be talking throughout the day and. Yeah, hopefully we go well, man. I'm on. I'm Perfect. On. Love it, mate. And um, so we've got a message here from Craig. If the situation was reversed, would Barnes have come out with that statement? Craig, very good point. And Ken, <laughs> who I said Ken was from um, Harwater or Taradale, he's actually from Auckland. So you, you zagged yeah. it, you, Ken. You, you, you thought that Barnes was a bang on the money. So, um, look. I appreciate your feedback. And Mark has come through with one more message as well. But, Mark, we're going to hold that one because we want to get Izzy's take on the situation as well at some stage throughout the morning because I feel like he has got some thoughts on this. But we also need to do Quizzy Dag. And then we've got to talk to Baz McCullum. We're going to have both on the phone. This is just – it's carnage out here at Baz Izzy for breakfast, but we're loving every second of it. And in the meantime, give us a call, 0800 150 Eight eleven because Quizzy Dag is coming right up, and one thing never changes on this show. One thing never changes. We love giving you money. A fifty dollar TAB bonus bet for the quiz up for grabs right now. It is twenty one minutes away from seven. Is he back with the quiz after this? Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811. Now give it a go. Yo, 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 good morning, good morning, wherever you are in the country. Ken, he's up in Auckland, so he'll be listening on 1476 AM. Good morning, and it's time for Quizzy Dag, the best time of the morning. We love this, 6.40 AM every morning. We've got Chris on the line. Good morning, Chris. Chris, good morning. Are you there, Chris? No, Chris, by the sounds. Okay, we're going to go to David. Good morning, David. David, David. David, good David. morning. Hello, is that hey, me? David. Yeah, it's you, mate. You're up first. How good? It's me. Oh, okay. We'll give it good a go. Good luck, mate. Good luck. Here we go. Sir Peter, Sir Peter Snell won double gold at which Olympics? Uh, Rome, 1960. No. No. Bugger. Sorry, David. 
Tim, good morning. Yeah. Morning, mate. Here, here we go. You're up. You're up, mate. And yeah, Peter Snell. 64. 64. Where? Oh. Athens? <laughs> 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 hey there? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Athens? I thought you said when, not where. So Peter Swell Snell won double gold at which Olympics? Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Little. Oh, you're lucky. You're luckier today of disruptions. Otherwise, you would have been dead. Okay, here we go. Tim. In 1986, the Baby Blacks played which two nations? In 1986. Ah, uh, Baby Blacks. South Three, Africa. Two. South Africa in France. Uh, Sorry, Timmy. Alan from fucking Tarde. Good morning, Alan. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> You're coming in at third, mate. We're only up to question two. Are you feeling confident? Um, not at all. Seems I've pretty much got no idea about the baby blacks. Um, I'd say South Africa and Australia. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> no. Ow. No. 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 No, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. You're both, you're both quiet. You're not quiet there. Richie, good morning. Morning, Izzy. Morning, mate. Aussie in France. It is. Australia and France. Well done. Question number three. When the when the Waikato Bay Athletic Magic won the ANZ Championship in 2012, who was their coach? Why? Um... Nolan oh. Karabani. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Question number four. Who eliminated the Tampa Bay Rays from the MLB playoffs yesterday? Five. Four. Three. Uh, I'll go White Sox. No! <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Brenton from Auckland. Good morning, Brenton. Good morning, yeah. mate. Hey, how are you, mate? You all good? Yeah, not too bad, mate. That's the way. Here we go. Who eliminated... What was that? Bit of a wet start up in Auckland, but getting better. Same here. She's a hurricane in Christchurch at the moment, but that's okay. Who eliminated the Tampa Bay Rays from the MLB playoffs yesterday? Uh, Was it the Miami Dolphins? (laughs) No. No, that's... That's NFL, but sorry, brother. Brenton, all good, bro. Zade, Zade, good morning. Good morning. Um, was it the Boston Red Sox? Oh, here he oh, is. Zade, it was Zade. Oh, here he is. He knows. He knows the puzzle too. Which nation became the first to qualify for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar? Germany. Oh! Zade, it's all about timing on this show, Zadie. Well done. You're very knowledgeable, mate. You like your sport, eh? Thank you. You're awesome, mate. Thank you so much for calling and uh, spend it wisely, I, I, eh? I bombed the bonus bit last night on the Silver Ferns. Oh, Zade. You? You're not the only one, actually, Zade. Uh, Kieran, who, who answers the phone to you, you'd hear him when you when you call in. He was bragging he got them at $4 and was loving it, and they just couldn't quite get it done, eh? 
Oh, yeah. What was your take, mate? Just got uh, the, the men's side, they got better and better by from every game, though. You got to give it off to the hat, take your hats off to them. Yeah, well, your mate, um, what was his name? Cruz was saying last night in the commentary how good that um Jay, Jay Goldard, what was he like shooting like 98% or something? Was he shooting? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah Jay one. Goldard, mate. Unreal, eh? Yeah, he was on fire. Yeah, nah, they were pretty, pretty good, mate. Thank you so much for calling, Zaid. Well done, and uh, we'll All catch good. up soon, mate. Okay. There you go. Great. He's very, he's pretty good old young Zade. He's only a young fella, right? Oh, he's very young, but he's extremely knowledgeable. And uh, is he? Great news. He's 17. Who's number 17? Who can work out who that is? They've scored the 88th minute. Maybe a winner for the All Whites. Oh, I'm delayed. Chris Wood strong in the tackle. Danny Hay loves it. Get him up. Get it up, Danny. Number 17, who is that? We'll work out who it is, but they scored a winner right at the death there. Outstanding stuff. Good on the All-Whites. They're 1-0 off to Bahrain. they got to hold out now for about four, two minutes plus, I'd say, four or five minutes stoppage time. We're going to be back with Trudy's World very shortly. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Nico Kerwin, you beauty. Nico Kerwin, son of Sir JK. He puts the All-Whites ahead in the 88th minute. Now they have one minute to cling on in extra time. David Choate, the former All-White football commentator, just legend of the sport. Great man, Choate. He's coming up at 7.40 to talk us through what he's seen out of this game. But it would be a very successful tour for the All-Whites if they can hang on here. That's not a pen. Wave it off. We don't want anything to do with that. Right now, before we get into the next hour, it's time for... It's Trudy's World. 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 It is, and today we're talking the C word just over 10 weeks till Christmas. What the... How the heck did that happen? (laughs) 10 weeks till Christmas, and... The Grinch may steal Christmas this year. There is a big toy delay because of all the, you know, the COVID, the pandemic, the boats, the containers and stuff, and there's shortages of toys. So, Izzy, come Christmas Day, your two little ones under the tree might just... What do you have? What was it? A lump of coal back in the day, an orange? <laughs> so, yeah, so I, would, I don't know. Toy Fresh companies, air. Fresh air. Get them outside. Toy companies globally racing to get their products to retailers here. Uh, so that severe supply network crunch could be sparse. Stuff under the tree this year. What about all those poor mainlanders that have to be spend Christmas up in Auckland? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not looking good. I know. Well, we're stuck in Auckland, normally escape. Um, and, hey, if you want to save money at Christmas, now's the perfect time to say to the kids, say, oh, that old man Santa, oh, he didn't make it through the COVID pandemic. Sorry, kids. That's the easiest <laughs> way to deal with it. Start, sorted. Oh, that, that's me, Trudy. My kids yeah. So do you reckon a lot of the parents, So, because Daisy the other day, a lot of the parents, do you reckon they're going to go early and, and the shelves will be empty a lot earlier? Yeah. So people. She was talking about it like two weeks ago. She's like, she said what you just said two weeks ago. She's like, it's going to be chaos. So I might get the Christmas shopping now. She's what? ahead of the game, that Daisy. No what? wonder you married her. She's <laughs> on it. Barely October, Daisy. <laughs> Settle down. Oh, oh, but she won't be the only one. There'll oh, be no. plenty out there. So it's going to be chaos come Christmas. How many presents? Is he? How many presents? How many more presents do your kids get than when you were a kid? How many oh, times I'm, more? Probably um, 20 times more. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> crazy, eh? It's Mate, mental. It's, uh, crazy, these kids. They get a present for just... 
Things things are just are normal. Things are normal. I'm like, Dave, you can't give them a present for that. What are you doing to these kids? Like, yeah, like, they are very, very spoiled. Let's be honest. They are oh, very that, that's like, good, though. Uh, as long as they know it. Yeah, as long as they're not give them lots of cuddles. Yeah, so there's, that's my life hack about about Santa. Just didn't make it. But um, speaking of life, life hacks, guys, if you're listening and you're single um, and you're looking for a girlfriend, um, get an unvaccinated girlfriend because you can't take her to restaurants and bars and she isn't allowed in nightclubs or airports. Oh. So that's you, my money saving <laughs> advice for today. <laughs> Oh, Trudy. Is, is, is there many out there? Is there many out there? Oh, fuck. Look, look at the vaccination rate, mate. There are definitely a few of them. Oh, that's Trudy. I've got a single mate staying with me. He might need someone. He's just been booted out of his house. There and, you go. And the, <laughs> and the amount you lost on the punt last night, that would suit him perfectly. Oh. Um, <laughs> right. David Choke's coming up in the next hour, but not before Baz McCullum. He's joining us out of Abu Dhabi as the Kolkata Knight Riders are through to the semi-final, I think we'll call it, in the IPL. One win away from meeting Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings. We've got plenty to come on the show, including Jose Gear and Steve Alker as well. We're going to go get ourselves a little McCafe coffee for an early Christmas present. But right now, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we're building and shaping New Zealand. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and find Quest Protein Bars 60 grams, any two, for just $7. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Wednesday the 13th of October and that has been our first hour. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast and coming up on the show. Coming up on the show, we're going to hopefully cross over and talk to our skipper Baz McCullum in a couple of minutes. Uh, see how he's getting on. It's pretty late over there in the UAE so we really appreciate his time. Uh, this morning on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Well, it is his show, so he has to come on, to be honest. He's been on holiday. Let's, 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 let's be honest. No, looking forward to Chanter. But anyway, uh, the All-Whites have just beaten Bahrain 1-0. 86-minute JK San Kerwin gets the header. Great crossfield kick there. A little lapse in con- concentration from Bahrain there, but the All-Whites get up 1-0. Over Bahrain, so awesome, awesome work. And coming up on the show, David Choate, he's a former player, he's a commentator, he's going to break down that game that I've just spoken about, 1-0 to the All-Whites. Looking forward to chatting to David Choate, all things football. And then coming up after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk about golf. Steve Alka on the PGA Seniors Championship Tour. He's making great gains on that tour, and it's very, very lucrative at the moment. So he's making some good cash to boot. As well, he was a journeyman on the PGA European Tour. He'd been around for a very, very long time. Now he's uh, finally getting some rewards for his long time um, success on on the PGA. So looking forward to chatting to Steve Alka. And well, I've just confirmed that Jose Gear over in the East Coast, Ruatoria, is joining us at eight forty this morning. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to get um, yeah, we're gonna get Jose Gear on, and, and we're gonna have a wee chat. To him about this week. This week they're playing Buller. They're facing Buller and uh, 53 game losing streak. Hopefully we can get rid of that. Hopefully if we can get rid of that. But anyway, we got Bears on the phone. We got Bears on the phone. He's not on the phone yet, but there's a few things we might have to do. I've just had a few messages coming through talking about it. So hold on. Hold your horse. Louis, take the show, mate. 
You got it, mate. Take it. Take the show, mate. Oh, look, I can't wait to ask you about something you told us in the break. Um, and we're going to save it. The Vaxathon. A bloody interesting concept, actually. And I'm curious to get your take on that a bit later, Izzy. But in the first hour, I said, well, I gave my bit on Neil Barnes. Neil Barnes, the ultimate cynic, saying that New Zealand rugby was spineless for the lack of promotion relegation in the NPC. Strong words from Barnsey. And I love it when he speaks his mind. He's a good rugby man, and we need more of it. Um, I said we'd get to Mark's message, so we'll get to that now. Neil Barnes is welcome to his opinion and welcome to be upset, but the truth is nothing normal about the world, and if Taranaki were good, Taranaki are that good, then they should be able to do it next year as well. Or are their players leaving, and is it their only shot? Well, it's a good question, Mark, and I guess the frustration from Neil, what Neil would say is, why would, why should we have to do it next year? The rules were set at the start of the season, you're that good, you, you put everything into the season, you want the season to be worthwhile, and you make it happen. And I kind of hear you on that, Mark, and I hear Neil on that as well, but the reality is that for me it was common sense, and I don't really know what the alternatives were. I'm sure there were some, but for me it made sense. Is he, have you got a thought on that? Yeah, uh, look, I can understand where um, where Mark's coming from as well. And I can I, I look on the other side. Uh, yes, they are going to have an opportunity to do it next year. But as a coach and as a player, when you put so much effort into a season, there's a pre-season, there's a build-up. And, and then at the end of the season, or well, halfway through the season, you get told there's nothing going to be rewarded. They're playing in second division. Um, so I can understand why the frustrations from Neil Barnes Um Look, to be honest, my my opinion on this whole piece is we need to scrap this the second division and, and top division. You, you need to go back to when I first started playing, mate, it was top four. It was top four, and if you made the top four and you were good enough, you made the semifinals, winner takes all. And it just scraps all this relegation, all this chat. And I think we've just gone to, for me, I reckon we've gone to PC. You know, like we've, we've got to... We've got to you know look after all these uh, unions, and we kind of got to make it feel like these these unions are included. Um, at, at the moment, like we've got some some unions that in past in previous years have really struggled and have really haven't been the top the top sides. But now you've got Manawa Twos, you've got the Hawks Bays, you've got the Tasmans. They're the smaller unions, and they're actually beating the the like the giants uh, unions around the country the Aucklands they're obviously not playing at the moment but the Aucklands the Wellingtons you know what I mean so for uh, for me I, I think the point my point is we just need one major competition we wouldn't be at the situation of talking about relegations if we just had a major competition and and, and yes you probably could have a case of how do we support those second, uh, those Heartland Championship teams if they potentially want to be promoted to the top league? But at the moment, we've got a we've got a competition. There is some quality sides in there, and and it's a, a, a pretty even across the board. I feel uh, we have to go back to um, we have to go back to the old days where it was just top four. And I know now Neil Barnes in his article he spoke about a competition. Put all the numbers down one side, all the even numbers down the other. You do exactly what we do now. Everyone plays everyone on the side plus the crossover games. And then the top two go straight to a semifinal. The second and third teams on both sides would play quarterfinals to see who else was going to the semifinals. And then you play your final and then every team in the competition could win. How difficult could that be? So that's another example. That's kind of like the Super Rugby um the old Super Rugby competition when they had top six or they had top two or top four and then the, the rest of them uh, played off and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So there is ideas. At the moment, I think this current competition is not great. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't see any 
any positives from it, especially last year when Hawks Bay won, were beating all the top sides. They, they, they would have, I reckon they would have won the competition. They would have had a great battle against Tasman in the final, but you hit, they were in the second division and they never got an opportunity. So, yeah, I think they need to scrap it and they need to make some decisions. Steve Lancaster and Co. That's my point anyway. That's my opinion. Gee, that's good stuff, Izzy, and and uh, I find it hard to disagree with you, to be honest. And I like I, I kind of spoke about it in the first hour as well. Like I see why, I see why, mm. but I see like the purpose of promotion relegation and the the dynamic it adds. But I think when you kind of put it like that, it, it and isn't it a funny one where it's like I understand that Neil Barnes is frustration, but I also think that maybe he he and I don't want to call Neil Barnes dramatic, but like. The text in the first hour came through. Well, if he was in the other side, if he was the coach of Auckland, what would you yeah, be saying? It's very he much self-interest, isn't it? He wouldn't. He wouldn't have said that if he was on. Hundred percent. He wouldn't have said it if he, if he wasn't in the championship. If he was in the premiership. He would have just been laughing straight to the bank. His whole situation now is he's got a commercial team, a commercial team that knows they're potentially not going to go to the premiership division. So what does that do for your commercial side of the business? Commercial sponsorships, they do they want to be in the second division? Do they see any gains from being in the championship? That's what he's spoken about. He said he's got a commercial guy that's struggling to sell sponsorship because they know now that they're not going to be in the premiership division. So why don't we just scrap that, get everyone on the same page where it's commercially viable and, and sponsors will be, okay, we're in the top league. We're going to be playing everyone. So anyway, but anyway, that's enough of that. Baz McCullum, is he here? We got him. We, 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 we nearly have him, is he? We nearly have him. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. We're, we're so close to, to getting Baz McCullum, and it's been a long morning, and I can't wait to chat to our man. But after this. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket, thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yes, we're talking cricket. A very successful IPL coach and the co-host of this show, Baz McCullum. Morning, Baz. Morning, lads. Just quietly, I've gone away for a few weeks and now I tune back in and all I hear is, Izzy, you're talking commercially viable and sponsorship. What has happened in the last few weeks? Huh? Oh, were you on this, Scott? We're dishing out, we're dishing out NBAs at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> I know, mate, I know. We, we've, we've gone on a real full 180 here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. When you get home, you bring the energy, you bring the rupee, and we'll be fine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good man. Gee, I miss you boys anyway. Good to hear you. How you going, mate? How you going? Like, you are you are on fire, mate. The boys are on fire. What have you said? Oh, you know, just go out there and try and slog sixes and take <laughs> wickets. It's, it's pretty much that simple. <laughs> now, nah, look, lads, um, we're, we are going pretty well, actually. We're going really good. I think the break in the in the tournament really came at a good time for us. And, um, you know, it wasn't ideal having to stop and, and then restart. And obviously everyone's lives changed during that that period and, and having to um, resume sort of had its own challenges. But from a playing point of view, we seem to have been able to recalibrate our game a little bit and and just fix a couple of the areas which were, were broken in the first half of the tournament. And, um, you know, credit has to go to to the young Indian boys in particular who have really done the job for us at the top of the order with the with the bat. Um, we've been really well led um, in the field by the skipper, Owen Morgan, and, and Lockie Ferguson's been a standout for us as well. Um, and, uh, and a couple of mystery spinners in Sunil Narayan and Barun Chakravarti. So, 
look, it's, it's been a fabulous little period for us. Hopefully we're not done yet. Big game tomorrow against Ricky Ponning's Delhi Capitals, um, which if we can win that, then we qualify to play against our good mate Flemo and, uh, and his Chennai Super Kings in the final. But whatever happens, we've, you know, I, I think we've played a brand of cricket that um, has, has uh, entertained a lot of people and, and has been a bit more of a, a blueprint or, or a, um, has a bit more of a stamp of how we like to see the game played over the last little while. So fingers crossed we can go all the way. Mate, I've I've seen it. You spoke about on the show many times how you just want the, the players to go out there and if they go out swinging, you're happy with it and you can actually see it transitioning to the field with um with the boys and the way they're batting, the way they're fielding and bowling. Like Everything's just a real aggressive mindset. Yeah, that's right, brother. It's, um, I guess for us, it's sort of, you got to let the old ways die a little bit too. That um, the old the old style of cricket is, um, you know, you hit a boundary and you try and get a one. It just it's a, it's an archaic mindset when you when you think of T Twenty cricket and you know you've got to be able to um, move with uh, with what's required in, in each given situation. And sometimes that is. Um, you know, pressing pressing the hammer down a little bit and trying to be a bit more aggressive. And look, I think that the language we use within the team is aggressive. It's intent. It's take wickets. It's hit sixes. It, but it's more about a mindset, and and that language allows mindset, which hopefully um, frees guys up so that they're not worried about um, getting out or or not being able to achieve something. They actually start focusing on on the positive aspects of, of the game as well and, and trying to put pressure on the opposition. So that's kind of the, the idea. Our blueprint's pretty simple, to be honest. Is It's mm. try and show intent with the bat. It's try and take wickets with the ball and chase the ball hard to the boundary. And while, we have, while we're there, we're going to play with a smile on our face and, and have a pretty good time. So it's served us well so far. But nice. um, we've got another couple of little couple of mountains <laughs> to climb before we can really be successful. It's, yeah. it's been so good to watch Ayers because, Baz, we get on air at six, as you might remember from a past life when you used to host the show. And um, it, so <laughs> it, the, the, and the, ga- the games start. So we're on air and it's about 10 overs to go in the second innings. And it's been so good to kind of count, especially when the Night Riders are playing. Like We're loving it. Can I just play you this from, from back when we had Flem on? Remember this? We've got teams like uh, Kolkata that have now become very dangerous bears, don't they? Because with nothing to fear, I'm pretty sure they'll, uh, they'll be going hard, just like uh, the, the, the coach. He kind of called it, didn't he? Yeah, he sure that he's a smart man. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> and, I mean, he's spot on, though. That's exactly the, the mentality we've, we've tried to bring. Is that, look, we have nothing to fear, so go out there and try and enjoy yourself and and take the game on and, and see where it see where it goes. And it's kind of been slightly empowering for all these guys um, to see that the game can be uh, can be played like that, and you can have success. And I think it's been able to to open the eyes of a couple of these these guys as well that that um, that it might actually be their best form of the game. But but we haven't achieved anything yet. But um, so far it's it's been a pretty cool story. And I think we're probably the hottest ticket in town when it comes to the tournament at this stage, but we've got another couple of mountains to climb, including Flemo's team. Hottest ticket in town, eh? So your coaching credentials are going through the roof. Does that mean you're going back? (laughs) 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 Is 
what, what you haven't worked out is that if I'm coming back, bro, we're gonna be we're gonna be broadcasting the show from somewhere over in India at some stage. You know? <laughs> Cole got a night riders radio. Yeah, Baz Nizzy for breakfast on SCNZ, broadcast live from Kolkata. <laughs> I love that. I love that, mate. That, okay, we're a package now. I'll figure that out. We're a package. Okay. So, how are you doing anyway, Buck? How are you doing? Your, your family all good and you're travelling well over there? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks, bro. It's, um, look, it's always tough, eh? Like, being away from home and you know what it's like, bro. Like, we've spent so much time. So much part of our lives where you've you've had a career already, and you know you've you've made a lot of sacrifices, which include being away from your family and and chasing the dream of trying to achieve for your country and things. And, and I guess you you kind of you put a full stop on that at some point. And now to to be re-entering that that again with coaching and and being away and and the COVID battles and meaning you've got to spend a long time away from from your family can be quite difficult, and it certainly has its challenges, especially. With three kids who are growing and and uh, and they you know they've got their own challenges in life as well and um, you're trying to do it from afar but I'm very lucky I've got um, a very supportive wife who looks after the house at home and, and makes sure the kids are, are taken care of and and look I'll be uh, I'll be back soon enough I've got a voucher for uh, about I think it's the 25th or 26th um, which will hopefully come through. Um, which will allow me to get home, and then you do your 14 days quarantine, um, and then and then get back and well, just watch a few races at home during the quarantine, and you know, see the Melbourne Cup Carnival obviously during that time, and then get out just in time for the New Zealand Cup Carnival. So looking forward to being back, and looking forward to jumping back on here with you guys as well. Oh, we can't wait to have you back, mate. We can't wait to have Baz McCullum back on the airways. Give us a text if you miss Baz, because we know we do. We miss him here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Mate, talk about the punt. You've been having a close look. You surely can't take your eyes off the form guide. So, you got anything coming up that the fans... Damo's been missing you, mate. Damo's been... <laughs> we haven't really heard from him. <laughs> haven't heard from Damo. So Damo's gone. Damo's gone. When Baz goes, Damo goes. <laughs> oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, they say. So that's a good thing, you know. You get you get a few people say, "Give us a winner." Well, I haven't got one at the moment, actually. To be honest, I haven't got one because I've sort of been I've been a little bit out of touch with um with the New Zealand race, and the timing of it is just yeah. a little awkward. I've tried my best to to get up and watch a lot of it. Um, so it has been a little awkward, but. But how have you been going? Have you been tipping a few winners out of? Oh, I've been uh, – I, I went real hard on a tissue, a tissue. We all get paid. And a tissue, a tissue didn't get paid. <laughs> and so I got real paid out for that one. So I've been, yeah, lacking a wee confident in the punt. But but um, Louis going all right. He back on Thunderstruck on the weekend, and that ran home like a like an absolute troop. That was good. We, we're kind of like – I'd say our target's not too far off, right but we're just kind of like, we're just missing here and there. You know, we're just in a little bit of a rut, you know, but, but we got to stick to our methods because the minute we change our methods, then these horses will start winning. Um, well, and, I don't really have a method. What's your method? I don't have <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Hey, yeah. is, is they reckon you never lose your skill, bro. Like you just lose your ability to access these skills. Don't let that pressure... <laughs> Don't let that pressure come on your shoulders, my friend. You just keep going forward, okay? Yeah, you just keep, keep backing yourself. The tissue was a good bet. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hey, uh, Bez, before we let you go, mate, because it's late over there and you've got to get your your sleep before a massive day tomorrow for you and the Night Riders. The twenty twenty World Cup's coming up. Um, you'll be back here by the time it kicks off, I think. But the Kiwi lads, they've been in form, eh? Like we've we've got a real good chance. Like you, you, what's your read of it from right there on the doorstep of where the World Cup's going to be ha- be held? Uh, oh, yeah. Um. Look, we've got some players who are doing really well over here. Um, Tim Southey's with us as well. He's done a good job for us in the in the games that he's uh, he's been able to play. Lockie Ferguson's been unbelievable. Kane Kane went okay. Trent went okay. Um, Jimmy Neesham got some game time. There's some guys who have had some game time. Tim Seifert's with us. He got one game but didn't get much opportunity, but he's smacking them in the nets. So you've got some guys who have been exposed to these conditions. So... Look, in, in, in regards to that, they're going to be, they're going to be ready to go. Um, mm. The good thing about the New Zealand setup is they've got an environment which doesn't need galvanised because they're already galvanised. So they're going, to, mm. they're going to step into a setup which they know so well. They're well coached, well led. Um, they've got quality players. The conditions may not suit us, but we're smart enough to be able to give ourselves every opportunity. So hopefully the boys will go well and, and um, you know, they, they seem to find a way to be able to peak in world world events as well and and um, the composure of their skipper Kane Williamson and their coach Gary Stead should see them be there or thereabouts in the finish hopefully. Yeah nice nice we're going to be supporting them all the way here in New Zealand mate we'll be supporting you Baz just before we let you go mate how's the food I know last time we spoke to you, you had a $70 lasagna <laughs> or $70 uh, chicken rice thing yeah, how's the food mate you going alright? Well, the food's right because you make the semi-finals. You get a little bonus, my boy. You can afford the old lamb, the lamb chops and a red wine. Can you? <laughs> that is the number one question I get asked. They're like, "Mate, where's Baz? Oh, he's in the IPL." They were like, "Oh man, he'll be getting paid." Eh? I'm like, "Yeah, he'll be getting paid, all right." Him and that guy Fleming. <laughs> oh, that Fleming's been around a lot longer than me, mate. He's got a, he's a smart negotiator. You know, I just sort of hang on the back of the speedboat to get an opportunity. But you know, Flemo just yeah. keeps getting paid. But I'm missing yeah. you, fellas, and I hope everyone's still back there as well, brother. And everything's going good. Yeah, no, we're good, mate. Thanks for chatting to us, Baz. Uh, we'll let you get back to bed, mate. And uh, appreciate you. We miss you here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll see you on the 26th of October. How good, eh? You've called it. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Later, brother. Go well. <laughs> you bets. Oh, that warms the soul, doesn't it? Is he? It really does. It really does. It really does, mate. He's uh, he's a vo- he's a big part of the show, and, and he's uh, yeah, he's such he's a host of the show. <laughs> yeah, he's a big part of the show, mate. He's he's he is he is the show, and, and we've missed him here. But hey, he's doing things over there for his family. We've been trucking along here in New Zealand, mate, and we've been going all good. We've been going all good. So really enjoying it. Great chat to, chat to our bears over there in the UAE. Bang on, mate. And that is with Razine. We're going to talk cricket every Wednesday with Razine. They are massive supporters of the game of cricket in New Zealand. And it is the paint the professionals use, of course. And we all know that by now. So we'll be back next Wednesday with another cricket chat, thanks to Razine. But right now, we've got to get off, get back, read a text or two if we've got time, and then Trudy with the news. And we're just going to keep going. We're going to talk to David Choate, Steve Alka, Jose Gear. Gee, that's one of the better lineups we've seen on the show for a long time. It's 24 minutes past seven. Baz and Izzy for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
29 minutes past seven. So good to catch up with Baz, our skipper over in the UAE. We're so proud of what he's doing with the Night Riders. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Promotion relegation. It is contentious. Is Neil Barnes actually on the money here? Maybe he wasn't being dramatic. Maybe he's just standing up for what's right. And that's what the rules were allowed at the start of the season. And there were alternative ways around this. What do you think? We've got some great texts here from Paddy in Christchurch that we're going to get to very shortly. But before then, of course, it is the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're building and shaping New Zealand. Yep, of course, Kirsten Beave coming up, Smithy too, Staffy, and if you've missed anything, of course, the podcast channel for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've caught up with our skip, Baz. You can almost hear the emotion in everybody's voice. It's been so long. So if you're just tuning into the show now, morning to you on Wednesday the 13th, but go to our podcast channels and hear the skipper's voice. I'm sure you will love it. Now, they're calling them the lackluster ferns. That's in stuff, at least. That might be fair enough because the Aotearoa men's side last night got up in a hard-deserved and a well-deserved and hard-earned win, 57-53, over the Silver Ferns, who I suspect probably would have wanted a more clinical series overall. Yes, they did win the Cadbury Netball Series. They won the first two games. The first in, well, a little bit slow fashion. The second, they had to grind it out and the men got over them last night. Three games in Netball in three days, though. It's not easy stuff. And this morning, well, we've been talking about promotion relegation in the NPC. NZR has said no deal. The season's been too contaminated by COVID, not literally, but it's been compromised, I guess is what you would say. We're going to move it on, put it on ice, and come back next year and relook at our options. And to me, that seems common sense. Izzy, you've had your say, and we've got some messages here, mate. We do, we do. I just want to quickly touch on that netball, mate. How good for the men's side. They had a disruptive build-up. They bought in players that haven't been a part of the setup, and they just got better and better by every game, so... I thought, yeah, that towards the end they deserved that win. They they were close in the second um, game, and and they they got better as time went on. So, congratulations to the men's side. Uh, yeah, we got some texts. Um, hey Izzy, one thing that annoys me is that we have this championship and premiership, but who know what? Who knows what that means? Go back to Div One and Div Two. Don't be so PC that we can't even call it by its division name. I think most who are rugby fans want promotion and relegation. Maybe not Southland supporters. Ha ha ha. Across all layers of NPC, Heartland, etc., but realistically, until NZR suss out their revenue sharing model, the Heartland teams just couldn't compete. Half the reason we have this current setup is due to having six final games, and now as he wants to make it a top four, so there'll be three games. Anyway, love the show and chat as usual, just my two cents. That's from Paddy in Christchurch. I love that, Paddy. I love that um, text message you've sent him, mate. You've taken, you put a lot of thought into that. And um, look, I don't. Like, you made me think about, like, obviously, it's about finals. We want a big final series, and you want a competition. So the top four, that might have been a bit scarce from my, my point of view. If it's a top eight, that obviously brings a lot more games in, a lot more viewership. Um, that could be a top model. But they, I just think we need to be one. Like We don't have to be a championship, a premiership, and then there's a promotion relegation. Like, we'd be a one competition, whether they have a top four series or a top eight series, top two take a week off, top, and the next uh, six have a play each other to see who plays in the semi final. But like the old Super Rugby, that could be an opportunity, another option. 
Um, there is a lot of endless opportunities and options that they could choose from. I just think the current crop and the current situation it just doesn't doesn't fit well with me. Doesn't fit well with me. I think um, yeah, they need to just make it one whole competition and the best team wins. That's 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 my point. That's my point of view. We've got a few ne- more text messages as well. No promotion relegate promote Taranaki, no relegation, still crossover games next year. Eight Prem and six championship teams. That is from an unknown Texas. Um, I agree with him. Not their fault that Auckland teams can't play. I would have kept Auckland in the top division and whoever finished last out of the remaining teams will be relegated. That's from Jamie. That's from Jamie. So he's saying don't um, relegate Auckland, relegate the next side, who for me is Bay of Plenty. Bay of Plenty are the current side <laughs> that are second to last. So Bay of Plenty fans, what are you thought? The other Bay. Uh, what are your thoughts? Shock. Are your thoughts? Shock is he's, is he's coming at the Bay of, Bay of Plenty. So, no one so, saw that coming. <laughs> Bay of Plenty are sixth position at the moment. Auckland are last. Bay of Plenty are sixth position. Do you reckon Bay of Plenty should be uh, relegated? Anyone from the Bay, send us a text on double eight double three. Let me know. Mark from Tauranga. Let me know, mate. What are, you, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Mark from, <laughs> from Tauranga is always right there. Okay, is he, that's the NPC situation. Keep your messages coming at double eight double three. It's good to see them streaming in. We'll, we'll get to them before the end of the hour. But we also need to touch on the All Whites. They haven't played in so long, and they've gone and done a job on this tour. Two games, two wins. David Choate is a great man. He's a football man. He's a former All White, and he's coming up after this to explain what he saw from this morning's match against Bahrain and what memories it gave him from when he called them all those years ago in 2009. And he said, I need a lie down, I think was the famous words. It was excellent stuff from Choate. We'll catch up with him after this. Baz Nizzi for breakfast, 22 minutes from 8. It's 17 minutes away from 8am this morning. Some awesome texts on the promotion relegation saga, we'll call it. Give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 150 811. We'd love to talk this through because there's so many differing opinions. But before we get to that, it would be remiss of us not to touch on our all-whites today, is he? Because, well, they've done it. They went on tour and they've knocked off two wins. Sorry. The All-Whites have snapped out a 1-0 win this morning away from home against Bahrain with a Nico Kerr and winner in the 88th minute. It might not have been the most clinical performance, but you could, could see how much it meant to Danny Hay to come out on top. David Choate is a former All-White football commentator and a great supporter of the beautiful game in Aotearoa. He's watched the All-Whites this morning. He joins us to break it on down. Good morning, David. Yeah, morning, boys. You guys are used to these early starts. A bit, bit rough for me up in the dark <laughs> watching the All-Whites, but getting the result late on through uh, Nico Kerwin, a name more famous than the Oval Ball Code, but he's making a name for himself playing his football. And if he got the winner in the 88th minute, well worth the watch. Yeah, mate, it was. It was. We were watching. We had one eye on the TV and one eye trying to do this radio show. Hopefully we did a right job. But, mate, what's your initial reaction to the whole performance as a whole? Yeah, it was good. First half, I thought they were really good. Um, it's hot in Bahrain. Uh, they managed the heat well. Mm. The second half sort of came to a bit of a stuttering sort of stop. In the end, it was uh, both teams running out of gas when Kerwin stepped up and nodded home the winner. But uh, they'd have to be happy with the performance. They dominated possession against a Bahraini side that's playing at home, used to those conditions. I think Danny Hay will be more than happy with uh, two games, two wins away from home. 
Hey, Chosie, mm. it's it's always kind of oh, it's a bit of a novelty to watch the All Whites play these days, which isn't something you don't want to be saying, is it? Um, but overall, do you think they got better the longer they were on the field with that cohesion from that point of view? Yeah, they were. They were better. They were better after the first game. I thought they uh, sort of managed the, the game a, a whole lot better. They uh, had the bulk of possession. They didn't create too many chances, but I I don't think that's the biggest problem for them right now. Just getting on the park is has been their biggest problem. Remember, they pulled the side together without any of their New Zealand or Australian-based players, so it's sort of a, a younger-looking all-white squad made up of people who are making their, way, making their way in football across Europe and I think the States and I think South Africa, I think is where I saw all the teams coming from, so all the players coming from. So, you know, they got better as the game progressed. Uh, they got better over the two games and uh, I think a few players have put their hand up uh, and said, uh, pick me for the next games. I think they've got game in November, and then they've got World Cup qualifiers in March. Yeah, so last time we played Bahrain, I think, or the biggest game I think I've noticed we played Bahrain was 2009 and that fa- famous header by Rory Fallon at the Westpac Stadium, and he spoke on the SNZ Drive Show yesterday. He spoke about the current all-white squad. The average age is 22 years of, of age, and... Uh, can you see this current squad that is very young and very, very inexperienced? Can you see them progressing into a great uh, footballing side? The best thing about them, I think, is the, the age of them. They're, they're young mm. and they're talented. They're playing a decent brand of football. And you're right, it was 12 years ago. I, I call that match vividly. Uh, it was a fantastic yeah. uh, night out in Wellington. Um, it is just <laughs> uh, pretty exciting if you're a football fan to look at that side and think, yeah, average age 22. Um, young players who are getting their sort of first and second contracts across uh, across the globe. Some of them will come on to be, uh, I think, bigger players at bigger clubs. I think Joe Bell has a huge future in front of him. He looks a really good find. And there'll be others as well. Libby Kikachi. Um, these guys are just young men who are forming themselves up into decent footballers. So the future is bright, I think, for uh, all-whites football. Chody, how valuable is it for those guys that are trying to have a career in Europe, ideally, or a way overseas, a successful career? How valuable is it for them to spend time with Chris Wood? Like, you would have played around some pretty inspirational leaders before, but the way he makes himself available and is there as a kind of a shoulder and a mentor for these younger guys, how valuable is that? Yeah, massive. Um, Chris Wood is, is a champion bloke, isn't he? He turns out every time he's asked to for the All-Whites, it's going to be a challenge coming up. I think those World Cup qualifiers may not be an international window, and that's going to be interesting, uh, given his Burnley side may not even release him. So there might be a story brewing there for Chris Wood. But every time he's been asked, he steps up. He wears the captain's armband. He, he leads by example. Um, just the ultimate pro, a boy out of the Waikato, uh, built like a, a, a rugby player, really. He's so strong. Um, he's, a, he's not only strong of uh, sort of, physical stature, he's strong in mind, he's very, very sound, uh, a great professional and a great guy for the, uh, the younger players to learn from, for sure. Where do, where do they need to get better if they have a chance to qualify for another World Cup, do you reckon, David, um, after that well, they, performance? Yeah, well, they go up against the Pacific Island group, the Oceania group, they should come out of that, they'd be favoured to do so. Um, they're the best side in this part of the world, then they get into that intercontinental playoff, which is a bit of a lottery, not sure who that will be against just yet. They probably have to think about goal-scoring chances. Uh, today they left it so late to get their winner. Um, but I think he'll be pretty happy, Danny, hey, because defensively they look sound. And they played a number of formations. They sort of went to three at the back, five at the back, 
with the wingbacks late in the game. Um, they look comfortable. Uh, I think the midfield is going to be interesting as to who they select. And then I think Joe Belford has handed up really strong to be the sort of the fulcrum in midfield. But you've got the likes of Sarpreet Singh and then even Ryan Thomas coming back who wasn't available this time around. I think their biggest challenge is getting their best 11 on the park, establishing a run of games just to get themselves into some decent nick. But again, it all comes down to scoring goals because to get to the World Cup, they're going to have to win some football. Hey, Chody, how excited are you for the A-League? Side note, it's um, not far away now. Yeah, it's just the most confusing time in terms of what's going on. Uh, it looks <laughs> like the uh, the Phoenix, I went down and watched them have a pre-season hit out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've got some of their players still stuck across the ditch. Uh, they'll go there and face themselves in Australia at least till Christmas, and who knows after that. It's uh, it's a fascinating time. I'm looking forward to it because uh, being a football tragic, any time New Zealand players are playing anywhere in the world, I like to watch them. So looking forward to the A-League kicking off uh, and we'll see how it travels in terms of COVID-19 and where they get to play. I'm so hopeful they get to play back at uh, Westpac Stadium because I think the players really miss their home advantage. And, uh, of course, Dan McCarty, Saturday session. He's going to lead our coverage of the A-League here at SCNZ. Um, we're looking forward to bringing that to all the, the football fans in New Zealand. We can't wait to have the the Wellington Phoenix back in action and then be able to bring you the games here on SCNZ. It's a great time to be a football fan, David. Thanks so much for your time this morning, mate, and we'll catch up again real soon, eh? Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Alice. There you go. David Choate, a great footballing man. He loves the game. And, gee, he has had some famous lines and commentary throughout the year. Piney, I need a lie down. Um, he's just been sensational. He would have had a lie down this morning when he was watching the game because that was, but that's because it was an early start. Anyway, there's a backlog of texts here, Izzy, about the promotion relegation. It's really caught on. So we have to get through this, and we want to hear from you. 0800 150 811. Where do you stand and who do you support? Don't just have an opinion and not tell us where you're from in the country because that's probably quite poignant in this discussion. It's nine minutes away from eight. Back soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, we're coming up to the news with Trudy. About four minutes away, uh, Izzy, promotion relegation. Gee whiz, this is contentious. And Pete from the NAC, he has come through and he's, he, well, he's called me Louise, which is very kind of him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Louise, who is the only unbeaten team in both divisions? That is Pete from the Taranaki, New Zealand's sunniest region. Yes, he's on fire. He is on fire, and uh, he is very, very confident. They are unbeaten. So what's your thoughts, Pete? You must be disappointed. We've got a caller, Louis. Yeah, we do. We've got James on the line. Morning, James. Oh, morena, morena. Hey, good to have you on, bro. What's your take on the promotion relegation situation? Oh, it's a bit rough, eh? Tanaki's playing pretty good rugby at the moment, and um, helping us to go up is a pretty, pretty devastating blow. You know, like, what are you going to really be playing for now? Um, you know, a championship mm. title, it's not really much without the promotion. Um, I think it's a bit hard done by as well at the same time, you know, having, what have we got, like 11 teams and we got eight who are going to play finals? It just seems a bit off balance. Mm. Um, I really reckon there should be only about six teams playing finals. And even this year, I think it mm. should just be top two for each each uh, com- oh, each division. But, um, yeah, I'd prefer to see a, a one one. Uh, 14 team comp with probably two conferences yep. scenario. Mm. Um, maybe not north versus south, but maybe you could just make up the conferences. Um, maybe you can consider traditional rivalries, you know, about 20 versus Hawks Bay. Uh, but then also, you know, you don't have to play everybody, but it could be quite thrilling. Um, maybe if you got to the final, 
you know, and two teams haven't played each other all year because it'd be a bit, a bit of an unknown, you know. Um, mm. But yeah, a bit rough on Taranaki, eh, you know, because they're probably playing better than uh, some of those premiership teams as well. Yeah, yeah, they they are. They are playing better than a lot of the premiership sides. So at the moment, Bay Plenty are in sixth position. You reckon they should be potentially available to go to relegation? Yeah, they should. I, I think they should be. Um, you know, it's just the way that it is at the moment. And I think Tadnaki maybe should play off against Bay Plenty for that. That would be mm. a fair go, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, like, an old-fashioned playoff game, James. Now I'm with you. I could get behind that. Why not? Why not? I, I think it's fair, you know. Tadnaki needs their chance. And Bay Plenty, you know, if they want to stay up, well, that's the opportunity, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it, James. What about you? I know I've, I've, I've heard from the NZR, they're looking at a North v South because they want to be able to cut costs, obviously save costs. So that potentially could be an option. And I know you're not a fan. Why aren't you a fan of that? North v South, what, like conferences? Yeah, conferences, kind of conference okay. setup, saving costs. So it's a, it's a North conference and a South Island really conference. The big difference? Well, because there's what? There's nine teams? Ten teams, mm. eh, in the North Island. So, yeah. I don't know. What's the big cost difference between flying from, say, Invercargill to Wellington than it is from Invercargill to Waikato to Hamilton? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Is it really cost not, difference? Not, in New not much with those flight? New Zealand prices, but not much with <laughs> those New Zealand prices, we must say. Cost my wife and family an you arm know? and a leg to get back to Gizzy, but... Now, we appreciate your call, James. Thank you so much. You're very passionate, mate. Thank you for calling in. Beautiful stuff from James. Scrap the different comps and just have NPC Heartland. There's so many crossover games anyway. That's from Goose. And there's a stack more text to clear. Before we get to Steve Alka, Izzy, I can't wait to catch up with the great man, Steve, very soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's our town for a Met Cafe, though, and right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. To Chemist Warehouse and find Quest Protein Bars 60 grams, any two, for just $7. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Wednesday, the 13th of October, and it's just after 8 o'clock. And we've spoken to Baz, he's over in the UAE. If you've missed that, make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy podcast and you'll hear our conversation from bears it was great chat you'll get a you'll even learn what date he's coming home he even announced what date he's coming home so make sure you head over on the bears and Lizzie for breakfast on the senz app and you'll hear everything about bears mccullum it's great to chat to our good mate uh, the news there i just heard from trudy that young girl jemima i was following her story and it's uh yeah it broke my heart just hearing that Cancer at such a young age in, bra- in her brain and raising over four hundred thousand dollars to hopefully stop the other kids being affected by that. So um, yeah, love out, love goes out to her family and uh, all her friends in this time. It's it's pretty sad news. Jemima, rest in peace, young lady. Um, yeah, coming up on the show, uh, we also spoke to the All Whites football. David Cho, he reacted to that one nil. Uh, win for the All Whites up against Bahrain. That was great chat from David White. Uh, David Choate, not David White. He is the cricket CEO. David Choate. David Choate. He debriefed all things. Um, oh, uh, sorry. I'm just going to collect myself after that news. 
Um, Kiwi golf fans coming up on the show. We've got Steve Alka out of America. And then later on in the show, we've got Jose Gear. Jose Gear is going to talk to us. And we've had a great text message coming in, actually, about Jose. He said, boys, I was, on the, one, I was the one that texted in last week to get Jose out on. Lol. Few questions for me, please. Who's the cult hero in the team this year? When will Jose lace up what round this week? What player is the worst snorer when staying in the marae? <laughs> Churchill Bros, Jamie. Love the show on the coast this weekend is better. Show, I love the show. Money on the coast this weekend is better than Zaki. They, they are shooing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great text message, bud. And then he's wrote an oh, and how good are the raw tortia? Pies and La Power Pies any good on the coast? Yes, they are. I heard they're fantastic. Jacinda, I saw she had one the other week. I don't think it went too well in her tummy. Apparently she had to race off to the toilet. Oh, there you go. That's a joke for the morning. But, um, no, we've got a good show coming up, Louie. We've got a great show. And we've got Steve Alka just about to join us. And he's been going great guns over in the United States. He's been a major player on the tour for a, for a long time. Journeyman, as they say, in the, in the PGA the European tour, and now he's turned 50, and he's going great guns on the uh, PGA um, Champions Tour over there in the United States. Who says life slows down at 50? What an absolute load of rubbish. That's got to be the case for Steve Alka, at least. The Kiwi golfer has been around the world, playing on full and secondary tours in the US and Europe for decades. And this year, since turning 50 and taking a place on the PGA Champions Tour, Steve is enjoying one of the most consistent and financially fruitful runs of his life with seven top ten finishes from seven events. The latest was a T7th at the Constellation Furick and Friends in Florida this weekend gone. Steve is with us on the line now because when I get a chance to chat golf, I can't turn it down. And I can't wait to get this cast off my legs, Steve. I've broken my legs. So I haven't played golf for months, mate. How are you? Good morning. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm doing great. You must be itching at it to, to get out there. <laughs> I'm itching, all right, mate. My foot is itchy. I have to get the bloody coat oh, hanger down and to scratch all those, <laughs> those funny spots. Yeah, yeah. I'm itching, mate. I'm itching. But let's talk about you, mate. Yeah. You're going great guns since you've joined the PGA Champions Tour. You must be pretty happy. Yeah, no, I am. It's, um, it's you know, I've been very fortunate, um, you know, to... To have the opportunity to get out, you know, I'm only, um, I'm only what six events old, and and just uh, just uh, kind of it's more relaxed atmosphere. I'm, I'm just relaxed out there, and just uh, obviously my games come together nicely at the right time, and um, and yeah, it, it's um, it's been a nice little run. It's been fun. And what 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 part of your game have you been very impressed with? Like playing golf, the most frustrating sport in the world. You can drive the ball, you're chipping well, and then you can't putt. But what's ticking for you, mate? <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything. I mean, um, you know, week to week, uh, week in, week out, it's been just solid across the board. And that's really what I've been mm. working on because, um, you know, I've had patches this year where I've played some great golf and then... Um, you know, I haven't kind of kicked on and, and done anything after that. So, you know, and, and something would be good one week and something else not. So I've been working really hard on that. And I think, um, you know, swing-wise, I'm probably at the best place I've been with, with my golf swing. And um, mentally, as I said, I'm, I'm just, 
more relaxed out there. You know, we've got three days, and there's no cut. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. These guys can play for sure. And to, to win, you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to play some good golf. But it's, um, I, I'm just more relaxed. And I think mentally I'm just uh, kind of in a good place just um, where, you know, I'm letting things go and just freeing things up and, um, and not worrying too much about things. If anybody's got any questions for Steve, any over 50s or actually just anyone that's struggling with their golf game, send them in and we'll put them to Steve while we've got them on the line. So you're saying the, the atmosphere's relaxed. What about the camaraderie? So I'm sure you would know a lot of these guys from previous tours. Is there a good kinship out there? Yeah, there is. You know, I mean, first up, the guys have been most welcoming um, and, you know, it, it's been great. Everybody talks to one another, you know, so there's <laughs> no major... Uh, rivalries or anything out there it's it's just uh it's got a different vibe so and yeah i've there's a bunch of guys that i was playing golf with you know four five years ago um probably not even that and um so it's been great to catch up and and playing with them again too you know i've played with a bunch of different guys the last few weeks and it's um it's been it's been great to catch up no they're all they're all super guys Hey mate, when you turn 50, uh, I know it's a big thing in golf. Like you, you, you're getting older in, in the majority of sports when you're a professional athlete. When you get older, you got to retire and finish. How good is this PGA Champions League for, for players when they finish to have an opportunity to go around, play the big stages, and actually earn some good tint? Yeah, no, no it is. I mean, um, I, I think um, you know you're, what I've found is that um, the top guys, you know, there's, 40 or 50 guys, you know, working really hard at their craft out here to try and win. And, uh, well, most of them, I should say. So, you know, they're still working hard. They still want to stay in shape. They're still mm. hungry to win. And uh, and that's why it's so hard to win out here. You know, obviously, Mickelson's the exception, probably. But, um, you know, the guys are in good shape and they just want to win. They're kind of still hungry. And um, it, it's a great opportunity. You know, I've been, I've been picking Bob Charles' brain a little bit. Um, the last few months, and um, you know, he, he just said, you know, it's a great opportunity. Go out and enjoy it, and if you get out there, and for him it was too. He just it was kind of another lease on life, and um, and that's kind of what it felt like for my, for my golf game, um, for sure. How does this opportunity to play the PGA Champions Tour? I know when you turn fifty, you become eligible. Is there any other? Things you loopholes you got to go through, or any other challenges you face before you can make the tour? Yeah, well, um, I mean, my, my first event, I had to qualify. I didn't have any status, I didn't have any walk-on status, so um, I needed to qualify, and which obviously I did. And then, you know, after that, if you're not a member, you know, you've got to rely on, on top tens, um, and obviously, if you win, I mean, that changes your status totally. But um, you know, a W will definitely get you where you need to go. Um, and the top tens have been great for me just to um, to get in next week, keep playing, get a roll going. And uh, I'm currently on a um, top five off the current money list for this year's money list. And that's how I've got in a couple of events this year, just, just through that uh, current uh, money list. So, um, yeah, it's not just a walk-on thing. It's, um, you know, you've, you've got to... Um, you, you got to work your way out, and, and and obviously, for me, if I don't uh, if I don't have very good status uh, at the end of the year and, and don't get a W, then 
um, I'm kind of I'm going to give two school a shot and try and get the best status I can for for 2022. Oh, that's awesome! You sound extremely driven at the moment, Steve, which is really great. Like it, it must feel like a bit of a lease on new lease on life in, in some ways. This is our McCafe Coffee Catch Up with Steve Elka. I'm interested because. In two ways, like you can play golf until you're in one hand, you're playing golf until you're older these days. You look at guys like Tiger and Phil that are breaking records and still achieving, and they are exceptions. But then on the other hand, you look at the young dudes who are physical specimens now that bombard off the tee and are really using their kind of youth and exuberance to up, up, you know, up their sleeve. How do you see it? Is it an old man's game or a young man's game in 2021 golf? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the dynamic has changed. You know, it's, it's shifted. Um, you know, you can look at um, you can look at guys like Rory and even Dustin Johnson and the really big hitters that come out like five or six years ago. Um, you know, guys have caught up to them now, and and I think uh, where their driving was a weapon, now it's not. You know, their, their games are changing to look for different advantages, and um, and I think that's how the game has changed. You know, the older guys are, um, who did have length don't have that advantage anymore because everybody's caught up to them. And um, so now, now I've gone 50, I'm kind of feel like, well, um, there's that change where you know I was one of the shorter hitters on the on the Corn Ferry and PGA Tour, but now I kind of feel like I'm in the top, you know, 25, 30 longest hitters out here. So. Um, it's a whole different kettle of fish, and, and whether that's made me, um, um, you know, feel bigger and more confident, probably, yeah. Um, it's given me that uh, just bit of confidence to go ahead and 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 feel like um, I kind of belong, maybe, or just um, not, not, easier is not the word, but it just um, just more confidence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Love that. Love that, Steve Alka. You're playing with some great confidence. I, I just want to ask you about the game of golf. Like you've touched on it now, has has the game of golf changed? The, the evolution of the long drive, you know, the the Shambos, the Kepkas, the guys that can bomb it, gone away from now. You, you just don't want to be in the fairway. You actually got to be a, a long way down the fairway to give yourself a chance. Do you think the game of golf has has evolved? Um, I think it has. Uh, it's just I, I think the you know. It gets back to the equipment situation, you know. I mean, you, you can roll the yeah. ball back, and they're trying to, you know, shorten clubs now and all that sort of stuff. You know, if guys want to get strong and hit it as far as they can, great. Um, but you know, equipment is helping those guys, um, and yeah, it, it's definitely changed. Um, and, and I think the mentality too has changed. You know, guys are the young guys coming out. Are very aggressive and and you know so they're, they're, they're athletes and they're hitting it long and um, that's a huge advantage and, and that's where Mickelson you know comes out here and he's you know if he flies at you know three ten in the air he's got a huge advantage over everyone on everyone else in the field so uh, and that's what those guys are doing out in the, the PGA Tour now so you know you still got to put the ball there's still um, all facets <laughs> of the game you've got to be good at and and guys are getting better at every facet of the game for sure. But um, the long ball is, is definitely um, an advantage. It shows in stats. Um, that's kind of been proven. Um, and, yeah, um, you know, can go, it's, now you've got to question, well, can golf courses keep up? And, and you know, mm. what, what, what's the next step equipment-wise? So 
don't know. It's, um, I'm glad I haven't got the job of, <laughs> of doing all that with the, the USGA and RNA. I'm not involved in that. But, yeah, I, I mean, talking to some of the the older players, you know, I've, I've talked to, um, uh, to like guys like Hale Irwin and, and Tom Lehman and all those guys about um, about the situation, and, and they just say, well, you're going to do something about the ball. You know, mm. and, 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 and clubs, just those two main things have got to be, you got to find some balance there that is just going to wind things back a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a market of dream out there right now, for sure. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. You bang on it, isn't it? So it's not an easy problem to solve, but it, it is a marketer's dream. All right, well, where are you at this week, Steve? What's going on? What's next on your um, What's next on your calendar? Yeah, well, the, uh, I'm in North Carolina, Raleigh, this week um, with the SAS Championship. Uh, I've just been out and, and kind of scooted around nine holes in my cart. We're allowed to use a cart, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, I haven't... Uh, my, my theory is Bernard Langer, hasn't, uh, he, he doesn't use a cart, so I'm not going to use a cart. So um, I'm sticking to the walk-in <laughs> at the moment. But in, in pro-ams and practice rounds, we can use carts, which is great. It speeds things up. It's just so much better. Um, but I've just been out on the golf course and, and had a look around. Not, nice golf course. Just everything's in front of you. Pretty simple. Um, and and, and, and uh, in front of you, no, no tricks. Um, and, yeah, if the weather stays decent, I mean, the greens are so good, you know, scoring's going to be um, pretty good this week and you have to shoot some low numbers. And the courses in, in good nick like they are for the for the PGA, they, they still present it pretty well when you're on the Champions Tour? They are, they are. I've, actually, that's one thing I've really enjoyed um, playing this, these um, six events I've played is, um, you know, kind of more old-style golf courses, um, Around between 7,200 and 7,000 yards, it's generally kind of where they set up, which is, um, you know, which kind of suits my game down on the ground. And it's kind of showing that a little bit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, condition-wise and just where we've played and, and the, the town cities we've played in, it's been great. I've just loved it. Um, and I think the only difference, next question is, like, you, you might ask, like other, how different on the courses and how they set up, but I think between the PGA Tour and say Corn Ferry, there's just maybe not as quite as much rough out here. Um, I haven't played a, a Champions Major yet, but there's not quite the, the rough that you would see on a, on a PGA Tour event. Um, and yeah, it, it's just it's just set up for the guys just so that you know um, scores can be pretty good and and you get a golfy ball. So yeah. Yeah, nice. Steve Alka out of the United States. He's a Kiwi doing great things on the PGA Championship Tour, Champions Tour over in the United States, mate. Good luck this weekend. Uh, we're really proud of you over here in New Zealand, mate, and, and congratulations on the form well, so far. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. There you go, Steve Alka. He's our McCafe Coffee catch-up this morning. Louis, champion. Yeah, literal champion on the Champions Tour and doing really great things and like it really embraced his age and isn't that funny it feels like he can hit it a bit further and that's given him a little bit of confidence so that's great I, like loved, it, I loved his chat about the equipment Louis I loved his chat about the equipment and there's a lot of chat about the equipment the ball I didn't have any queries on the ball but he spoke about the balls these days there's there's technology coming out I use Bryson DeChambeau's ball uh the Bridgestone ball and it's because you were huge goes a lot of, it goes a lot further than the tightness and other balls. So, look, it's a, it's a question 
have we gone away from actually just being really skillful? Now we're just playing muscly kind of golf. We're just bombing the ball down the air. And bombing, just bombing greens off the tee. Have we gone away from the finesse of the golf game? You know, like have we gone away from the Steve Alkers who just are really clinical? They know where to mm. put the ball. Whereas when you hit it big, you can hit it long, and you're gonna you're gonna avoid all the all the hazards, all the all the all the areas where you're gonna get into trouble because you can hit long and you can go over. And he spoke about core setups. Core setups are probably gonna have to change to allow uh, for these golfers that can hit long. You know, so it's a yeah, it's a fascinating insight to to the golf game and the current state of it. Couldn't agree more, mate. Awesome to catch up with Steve Alker, a Kiwi doing great things. We don't just have to champion young Kiwis on this show, you know. Yeah, we get our Liam Lawsons and the teen, the high-flying teenagers, but it's all about the over-50s as well. If you're a champion, we will find you for our McCafe coffee catch-up. It is 21 and a half minutes past 8 a.m. Is There's still some great text to get through on the uh, promotion relegation situation, the NPC. We'll clean those up, but we'll also talk to our man Paul Mawate, the parte, who kind of... I've got a little bit of insight, that information that he might be breaking up with us momentarily, so we're going to have to find out what that's all about. 22 minutes past 8 o'clock. I know, mate. That's, it's just <laughs> We're going to have to see what he's got to say for himself. 22 minutes past 8, here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. 0800-150-811. It's the Kennard's higher phone line, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, it was great to hear from James before the top of the hour. And double eight, double three. You got a text here, Izzy, on your golf balls. Oh, no. Come on, Izzy. You should be hitting volley golf balls. It's one of the best balls I've played, and it's good as any tall ball out there and half the price, not to mention the most important part. It's a Kiwi company. That's from Zane. He probably is. Zane, I've heard of these balls. Probably runs the I've company. I've heard of these balls. I haven't hit them, though. But, you know, golf's a game about feel and when I hit that um, Bridgestone black ball I yeah I played really well and it's all about routine so I stuck with it but but I'll have to give it a go thanks Zany cheers Zane appreciate your uh, message hey Zane could we I'm assuming you're like the director of the company or you own the company or something you've just got some free advertising past us very sneakily which I don't I don't hate um but can we hook Paul Moate up with the box because it's time for a TAB live update bit live on your favorite sports with the TAB app today Paulie's off for a golf tour, I hear. The party is on the road. Oh, are you leaving us? Paul? Good, good morning, boys. How are you going? We're good. We're going good, mate. Where are you going? Uh, well, I'm heading up to Livermore Day, but uh, it'll take a couple of days to get there, so we're, we're going to play a couple <laughs> of courses on the way up. We're, we're playing Danny Burke tomorrow, uh, and we'll pop into the Mary Lee's Tavern after that. And if you've ever yes. been to the Mary Lee's Tavern, there are photos of a tissue uh, on the wall. Uh, I think uh, one of the part owners uh, comes from around the Danny Burke area. So if you're ever in that area, head into the Mary Lee's Tavern and you will see photos of a tissue up on the wall uh, for yes. every victory. A great horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Is that golf? Have you played that golf course? I've always driven past. Danny. I've never stopped in there to hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's a nice course. It's... Um, Rock hard in summer, but uh, I think it'll be yeah. cherry ripe when we hit it tomorrow. But Paul, is it true that you're breaking up with us, or are you just putting? <laughs> Rumour no. mill's been swirling, mate. I'd just love for you to just to tell us yourself rather than having to find out through someone no, else, me. mate. What's going on, mate? Yeah, uh, well, I'm gonna. I'll be in no state to talk to you boys for the next two days, but don't worry because we've got Pip Morris uh, stepping in. 
Uh, and uh, obviously she has an extensive knowledge of the greyhound industry, but she's also uh, right up to date with uh, all the sporting events going on around the world as well. So she will be fantastic for you two. In fact, I think she'll keep you two in line. Um, so <laughs> okay, okay. I'm very, very happy that she's going to be uh, taking over on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you, you, you won't want me back after you talk to Pip. She's brilliant. Okay. Well, we love you, Paul. We love you on the show, mate. We do love the party. Can you um, bring us a song when you're back next week? If you come back, if you if you if, if you come back from Livermore Day, so you don't end up in the a deep, deep hole on the punt, and you manage to climb your way out. And can you um, bring us a song from your trip? Something that kind of involves you're into going to the Hawks Bay. Obviously, something that involves Izzy's hometown. That'd be the request, Paul. And tomorrow with Pip, we've got to give her our showdown bet. And look, I know I say this every week, but. We we are feeling dangerous. Like we we're are coming. so we're coming. close. Coming for you, Paul Malou, we are mate. so close to just p- pulling we up the armor guard to truck. the east coast, and then we might go to the Liver Mile, and then we might go to Aussie or something, right? Yeah, we we're, we're, we're talking about the two guys who stopped Zaki. <laughs> Surely we couldn't stop uh-huh. East Coast. All right, Paul. Um, thanks for your time. Oh, is there anything we need to know today? Cambridge Synthetic. You have some goodies for us, won't you? Yeah, we do. We've got a bonus back promotion on races one and two from Cambridge today. Um, but because it's Group 1 Day, 1,000 guineas day at Caulfield, we're also going to do a bonus back promotion on races one and two at Caulfield as well. So one and two at Cambridge, one and two at Caulfield. Have a go. Love it. Beautiful, Paul. Thank you for your time. Uh, we'll catch you up on Monday. Promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, just like Paul Mawade will be gambling responsibly in, uh, at Hastings on Saturday, no doubt. Of course, knowing him, he will be well under control. Izzy, we've got some great messages here. And uh, Zane from um, Vol or Vole. He says he doesn't work for them, but they are great guys. So that's cl- thanks for the clarification, okay. Zane. So that's not a paid slot. Right now it's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're, we're, sh- <laughs> we're shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 26 minutes away from 9 o'clock, but plenty to come before the top of the hour. And, um, well, it's worth pointing out that Nico Kerwin, of course, Sir J.K.'s son, but a very good athlete in his own right, has knocked off Bahrain with the All-Whites. 1-0, which is the exact same score. Thank you, Michael from Wellington, for pointing this out, mate, that the All-Whites got over the line with. Back in 2009 to qualify for the World Cup uh, 2010 in South Africa. What memories they were. So well done, the All Whites. And uh, we'll follow along very closely. Remember the A-League. Well, we're going to be your home of A-League very shortly. When that kicks off, Daniel McCarty and the team leading our coverage down in Wellington for the Wellington Phoenix. Can't wait to get back into that. And also can't wait, Izzy, to get back to the text machine because there's a very passionate NPC fan there at the top of the pile. There is, mate. As a rugby fan who awaits, who waits for the NPC to start every year and follows the Turbos, I buy a membership every year and travel back to Palmy for home games from the Upper Hut. To tell us your team is playing for nothing this year is a kick in the guts to die-hard NPC fans. If this was Super Rugby, I bet the story would be different. It's a joke, and that is from an unknown texter. So there's some passionate people, and I can understand that with one or two currently second in the championship behind uh, Taranaki, and they're going great guns as well. And 
with Aaron Smith there. Wow, they've, they've looked really, really good. Not only just Aaron, there's been some other players as well that have really stood up. So I can understand your frustration. But, uh, lads, if it transpires that the Bay plenty go down, so be it. I stand by my earlier comment where it is an unusual time. Do nothing. Do nothing is fair these days. For your information, I only lived in the box for two years, originally a Cantabrian. That is from Mark from Tauranga. He's only been there for two years. So he's a Cantabrian. Well, the Hawks Bay play Canterbury on Saturday afternoon. Mark, hey, here we go. Here we go. Anyway, another one. Is there, if there's any chance we can demote Auckland to the NRL, <laughs> the Warriors need all the help they can get. That's from Jim and Tamuka. Give, Jim, give Roger, gold. Send Roger back to the Warriors. <laughs> you want to send Roger back? Oh. oh, Jim, you come up with some gold when you're sitting there, eh? You're sitting there in Tamuka and you're just sitting away. I love it. I love it. Um, look, we've had some great texts. There's some very passionate people. And look, it is a big decision for the NZR at the moment. They've got to come up with some sort of solution. They've obviously come out and said there will be no relegation promotion. And uh, and there's a lot of teams that are spitting tax, uh, uh, particularly uh, Wayne, uh, Neil Barnes and Taranaki. So look, it's a tough situation. I think they need to change the current setup. That's my thoughts. I think we need to go into a one, one whole competition top six, top four, top eight, whatever they do, do something different because at the moment this current game and this current competition I don't think is working. And, uh, yeah, this, the, the days are changing. The times are changing. We need to evolve and bring a product that people enjoy and I don't think this product at the moment is enjoyable. Even though the, great, the rugby is great, I would love to hear from Dean and Dunedin. He's very passionate about the NPC. We'll maybe get him on the show later in the show if we've got time or tomorrow morning to chat to Dino and Dunedin and he, he'll have some sort of solution. He knows what he's on about. Anyway, coming up on the show, we're going to chat to Jose Gear. We've got a few questions from some pundits out there that want to hear from Jose. So looking forward to chatting to him. That East Coast currently taking on Buller this weekend. I'm trying to find the odds for that East Coast game. I can't find them. So if anyone knows the odds for East Coast v Buller, in Ruatoria this weekend, let me know on double eight double three, because uh, I think they've got a flying chance. I think they've got a flying chance, and we're going to chat to Jose Gear, who is their head coach, uh, about their chances this weekend, about the week. Um, yeah, looking forward to that, Louis. Let's do it. Let's head up the country to Ruatoria, and just before we head off, some awesome news for Kiwi sports fans. On broken via Instagram, which seems to be the place these days in the the player empowerment era of uh, athletes and sports. Lisa Carrington, well, guess what she said? The next adventure awaits. What? Paris 2024. Let's go. So she's running it back. She will be our most successful Olympian if she's not already. That's great news for all you Kiwi Olympic fans. Lisa Carrington's going to run it back again. We're waiting for that confirmation, and it has come through. So we'll follow that throughout the day on SCNZ. Back with Jose Gear very shortly. On ECNZ. It's 17 minutes away from nine. We've still got plenty to come on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We did catch up, though, for our cricket, our weekly cricket chat with Razine, the paint professionals use. We did catch up with Skipper Baz, though, for over from Abu Dhabi at the IPL. So go and have a listen to that on our podcast channels if you want to catch up with Baz. But on Wednesdays, Izzy, we've also been doing our fair share of Heartland Rugby. Oh, love it. I love a Heartland uh, Rugby Championship on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. And, well, someone that's been headed, trajecting in the right direction, I feel, for the on the mighty East Coast. The mighty East Coast is Jose Aguirre, and he is the head coach of the East Coast Rugby uh, rugby team. They've been uh, playing some outstanding rugby last couple of weeks. They've just fell short, 
just fell short against some quality sides as well. And I feel this weekend they're up against Buller at home, and this might be the weekend. Morena, Uncle, how are you? Very <laughs> busy. How are you, brother? Ah, good, bro. Good, bro. How are you, mate? You, you. Mate, I must say, I've been very, very impressed with how this East Coast team is uh, playing lately. Well, are you happy with where they're at? Yeah, bro. The boys, hey, the boys are going. Um, they're going not too bad. They've been working. Uh, you know, they've been working pretty hard. And um, and yeah, as you mentioned, like, we've had a couple of close games, and um, the first four rounds we've played. You know, the top four teams. So. Um, results sort of you know haven't gone our way, but you know effort um, has been um, has been really good, and um, and I've been quite impressed with um, with a lot of their fitness levels. Uh, surprising enough, sort of you know coming out of lockdown, I was a little <laughs> bit um, concerned, bro, as, as, as you'd know. But um, as the boys put their head down and, and you know did the mahi and, and turned up in, in pretty good shape, so uh, they caught me off guard there. Nice. What about, I mean, when you come and see me, mate, I've got my East Coast hat on at the moment. One of the players, I can't remember his name, gave me his hat, bro, and uh, I was very impressed. And we spoke about that game after the East Coast Ranfilly Shield match. You spoke about the preparations before the match. A couple of the players are out there having a pre-match meal, having a pie and a, and a wee chip down there. Have you, I know you're very passionate about your nutrition. Nutrition was a big part of your playing career. Have you been able to instill your insights into the players? Um, as much as I can, bro. Yeah, trying to nip the old pies in the butt, eh? So um, we've got a uh, we've got a nutritionist on board. So um, you know, she writes a lot of the meal plans, and really, it's just exposing these these fellas to um, you know to mm. those sorts of things. You know, healthy kai, um, how that can affect uh, you know your lifestyle, um, your 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 mental state, and you know. So so really, for us, it's well for me, it's not just about um you know rugby and, and, and winning the game so for me like you know rugby is yeah. a good tool where you can um uh, you know obviously influence um communities and and that's what we're, we're trying to do you know trying to rebuild our communities trying to trying to build some good leaders and you know um nutrition is a small part you know small part of that so so for me it's it's like a win-win scenario you know you can sort of win um, in terms of your lifestyle and then um, all going well, hopefully win, you know, on the field too. Yeah, like I said, bro, you're playing against a Buller side. Have you obviously thought about this week and uh, no disrespect to Buller at the moment, but I feel like this could be the week. Have you thought about that moment much or are you just another week, bro, another week to get better and, and do what you, you're saying? Oh, well, no, I have, you know, have thought about it and, and probably these next four games or the last four are, um, you know, they're, they're winnable um, for us. So not saying that the, that the previous four weren't, um, but yeah. they were definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, pretty hard. But um, so, but again, you know, we, we still need to focus on, on, on what we're trying to do. And, you know, just looking at Bull, although they haven't had pretty good, you know, results either, they are actually looking um, a lot better than they were in the first two rounds where, you know, they got 60, 70 points sort of put on them. So um, they've gotten better every week, and, and I was wary of that pretty much, you know, right from the start. So we were supposed to start with Buller first round, so we're, we're sort of just at the catch-up um, end now. But, you know, they've had, they've had four weeks to, um, to build some team culture, to put some things together. So they're actually going to be um, a lot dangerous than, um, than they have been. Oh, nice, bro. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it is the the match of the weekend. I can't wait to watch it. Um, 
What about Saturday, 30th of October, 2.30 in the afternoon, Poverty Bay versus East Coast? Can you tell us what this game means to the region, to the East Coast? Oh, yeah, it's a biggie. It's a biggie, but it is every <laughs> year. Um, I just had a, I had a coffee with Maya yesterday, and um, he was, it was pretty funny. You know, there's a little bit of, little bit of banter, not too much, but, you know, we're, we're helping each other out. <laughs> we grew up together, um, you know, played with, um, with and against each other. And um, he's, he's sort of hoping, you know, because we, we haven't been successful. We haven't won a game for eight years. And he's sort of hoping that, you know, they're not the first. So there was a, there was, there was a little bit of, you know, <laughs> laughter and stuff going on there. But, you know, there's a, we've got a lot of work to do before we get there. Those fellas are going pretty well. But, um, yeah, that game will be huge. Yeah, that'll be a big one. Yeah, nice. Hey, I've got a couple of questions because the reason we got here, yeah, we got some fans on the show, bro, and they wanted to hear from Jose Aguirre from the East Coast. They oh, wanted to know if you've had a power pie. Have you had one of those power pies yet? Well, I think that was the first thing I, I got as soon as I landed, bro, straight up there. <laughs> you have to, hey. You have to, if you're, ever, if you're ever coming up the coast, you have to get you have to get a power pie, world famous. Yeah, nice. Hey, i got another question as well, bro. Who is the cult? Oh, no, no, this one. Who, what player is the worst snorer when staying on the marae? Uh, I haven't experienced any. There's a few of them. They must be pretty bad because they <laughs> separate themselves from the marae. Some of them go and sleep in the um, in the, farikai, in the in the dining hall because they're, they're, they're that bad. And we had a player in the weekend <laughs> who who's very conscious of his snoring. He, uh, he went and slept in the car, so... <laughs> <laughs> front, front that's not ideal preparation <laughs> wow hey that's what these fellas do that's what they're used to so I'll just leave them to it eh? that's, what, that's what they normally do oh, oh man that's that's awesome hey we had another question as well from someone he said he asked a question he went to Koh Samui he went to Koh Samui a couple of years ago went to buy a suit and someone over there he said he was from New Zealand he said I fitted out Jose gear with a suit over in the in Thailand and Koh Samui. Was that true? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if that was me. I've never been to Thailand, so I know that wasn't me. <laughs> well, well, that's from Taco, bro. Yeah, he's telling porkies, <laughs> they'll do anything to get you a sale in Thailand, I tell you. <laughs> Oh, bro. Love it. Love it. Hey, love your work, Jose. Um, you enjoying the, the coaching role, though? Uh, yeah, oh, I love it, bro. So, so one, you know, I get to be home. Um, um, two, you know, a lot of the boys are, you know, really relatable. And, and for me, it's just about, you know, sharing everything that I've, that I've learned over my career. Um, obviously, yeah. we don't have um, a lot of resources here, so um, we're a little bit starved of... Um, you know, ideas or, or, or that sort of stuff. So for me, it was about, um, you know, coming home. Something that I always wanted to do when I first left was, um, you know, come back mm. home. I was probably one of the fortunate ones that had um, that had a pathway and had, you know, opportunities. So um, I've always said to um, to a lot of people that um, I wasn't the most talented. You know, my, my mates and my cousins were, um, you know, were talented than me. They just didn't have probably the path or opportunities that I had. So if I can come back and, and create um, something like that for them or, um, you know, um, just give them some experiences or advices and they can take it how they, you know, how, how, how they want and, um, and you see how they go. But, yeah, loving it. Um, yeah. Massive challenge.
a huge challenge, but um, something I'm enjoying and I'm, I'm, you know, learning a lot. Oh, nice, Maltz. Oh, thank you so much for joining us on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. I uh, really appreciate it. Jose Gear, go the mighty East Coast this weekend, I reckon. I'm hoping, brother. All the best, eh? <laughs> Thanks, brother. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Jose Gear. Brilliant, Izzy. And I love that someone's made up a lie about Thailand just so they could get a <laughs> sale out of a suit. Oh, in... They'll do anything to get a sale over there, mate. They'll even say Jose Gear. They would have Googled it. This <laughs> <laughs> random ass. Murray and Liam have texted great questions about New Zealand rugby. They're both very important. But unfortunately, boys, we don't have time to get to it. So what we're going to do, Izzy and me right now, while well, we go head off, come back to Ian Smith. But right now we're going to record a podcast and you can go listen to our response to those texts exclusively. Baz and Izzy, for wherever you get your podcast, tune back in and we're going to answer your questions, Murray and Liam, now just for you because we care about you guys. Back with Smithy really soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast.